What's up, everyone? This is Jokestrap, the podcast. This is Wes Hoffman. This is episode 11, and it is Halloween. Ooh, I'm scared. Should I be listening to this podcast alone? Should I be recording this podcast all by myself? <laughs> I'm so scared. Are you scared? Are you creeped out yet? Are you? You should be. No, you shouldn't be. Um, Thank you for listening. And uh, that opening uh, music segment was from Finch. Um, It was one of the demos uh, that I was talking about on last week's episode. Uh, So that might have scared you a little bit, you know, with the screaming and stuff. But yeah, Um, they're no longer a band, but they're a band. Because... The band members are there, but not the lead singer, but they still call themselves a band, which, like I said, is stupid. If your lead singer is gone, you are not the same band. I'm sorry. Anyway, that being said, this is episode 11. Like I said, it is Monday, October 31st, 2016. Do you know where your children are? Are they still trick-or-treating? Uh, they shouldn't be because uh, it's past 10 p.m. now. That's the time I'm recording this, and uh, your kids should not be out trick-or-treating, because it is fucking late to trick-or-treat. There's always, like, one group of kids, it seems like, that come around to people's doors, like, between 9 and 10, like, the old kids, the teenagers, like, you got some candy for us. We're here to get your candy. It's like, um, no, you're too old for this shit. And they usually only wear, like, a mask or something. Like, it's really, like, come on. If you're gonna if you're gonna be an old kid trick or treating, at least got to go all out. You got to got to wear a costume that's impresses. You know, you can't just be like, "Oh, I want some candy. Give me all candy." No, you can't. You can't do that. Um, we had one trick or treater at my place this year, and uh, we ignored him. So uh, yeah, that's what we did. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny, actually. Uh, we. Uh, well, we don't we don't really have anything to give out to the trick or treaters anyways, but so uh and we live in an apartment complex, so we didn't expect really to get any. But I guess one person knocked on the door and then like Jeremy, my roommate, ran over to my room and he's like, Wes, someone knocked at the door and I was like, Yeah, and and I didn't answer. I was like, Okay. And you had to run all the way over here because you got scared. Are you scared? No, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I thought that was funny. Anyway, uh <laughs> Yeah, so let's see. So last week, um, uh, we had O'Malley's on, uh, what what date was that? That was uh, October 25th. We had O'Malley's uh, comedy night. And uh, it also ended up being uh, game one of the World Series that night between the Chicago Cubs, who made it to the World Series... And the Cleveland Indians, who also made it to the World Series. Two teams that haven't been there in a while. Or haven't won a World Series championship in a while. The Indians have been to the World Series somewhat recently. Chicago Cubs haven't been to the World Series in a long, long time. And neither has won in a long, long time either. Uh, But anyway, game one was Tuesday night. And uh, we also had, uh, there was a San Jose Sharks game going on. And there was a Warriors game going on. And uh, it was like, all right, what a great night for comedy. (laughs) Don't forget about us. 
Um, so we were <laughs> we were there and um, had planned to start the show still at eight, but then the World Series game was only like in the seventh inning. So we waited till the World Series game was over. It ended around about I don't know around closer to nine o'clock. So all the comedians that were booked, they hung it out. They they were patient. I thank them for staying patient. We actually had some audience members that were there um, just for the comedy show, too. So I felt kind of bad about that. I was like, dang, man. They, they're waiting around for the show to start, but we have to wait till these uh, this World Series is over. Um, so, yeah, the World Series finally, the game finally ended around 9 with the Indians beating up on the Chicago Cubs. I believe it was 6 to nothing. Um, I came up on stage and I said, hey, listen, I'm sorry you guys had to wait. We had to wait till the game was over and everything. Um, thank you all for sticking around. Um, and uh, at least you got to enjoy the pre-comedy before the show of the Chicago Cubs. Because uh, let's face it, that joke, that game they played in, in game one was a bit of a joke. So, um, but now the series is um, at three games to two. The Indians are up three games to two. And tomorrow night we have another show at O'Malley's on November 1st. And it's also game six. So um, we're going to be doing the same thing tomorrow night, uh, starting a show at the conclusion of the game. Uh, no biggie. No biggie. You deal with this stuff. You you go through it. Um so so yeah, uh that was last week um and uh we we had a good crowd for maybe the first half of the show um because people were still watching the Warriors and the Sharks and uh, they were they were multitasking, listening to the comedy as well as watching their games on TV. And then but once the Sharks and the Warriors came ended uh, everyone pretty much left, and uh, yeah, so it felt kind of bad for the the last few comics that you know hung around so long to perform and didn't have much of an audience to perform for. But that's how it goes in the show business when you perform at bars and such. You don't always have a crowd. Um, it's just the way it is. If people get upset, then it's it's pointless. It's pointless to get upset about it as a performer. Um, because, I mean, these are places that weren't made exclusively for a stand-up comedy. It's like, this is just a bonus thing. Like, this is this is something we should be grateful we're allowed to do. do allowed to do do do. Allowed to do 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 do. We're, we should be grateful we're allowed to have these extra spaces to work on our craft. And uh, for someone to get upset about it, about the size of the crowd or, or anything else, it's just absurd. It's like, okay... You obviously don't know how this works. Um, this is just what it is. It's like now, if I was to tell a, a comic, "Oh, hey, I'm booking you for a for a show at O'Malley's, and uh, I'm going to give you 30 minutes and uh, 200 bucks, and we're going to have a sellout, and uh, expect you to be there," that would be a flat out lie. That'd be my bad. That, that I mean. Their expectations would be what I tell them, right? So it's not like I'm hyping it up for all the comedians. I'm not doing that. I mean, I'm saying, hey, it's a fun room. Uh, I think it's fun. We sometimes get a good crowd, and we sometimes get tips. You may or may not make money. That's just the way it works. Um, you get a little bit more stage time than you would at a regular open mic, and that's that's the the um, what I pitch to them. 
but but yeah it's like if you're if you're uh, booking the show at O'Malley's expecting your career to take off from there or they're expecting you know two, 200 people to be watching you that that's not that's not what's going to happen um it's just not uh i had a guy uh, uh that did the show i'm not going to say his name but i had a guy that did the show on a tuesday and uh he waited throughout the um you know the entire time for the world series game to end and then uh i said okay you're going to go up after i open the show and then he started complaining he's like what i have to go up first again i went up first last time and i'm thinking dude i didn't book the last show you were on that wasn't me like i don't care if you went on first at the last show you were booked on that's that's that producers you know whoever books the show whoever runs the show determines the lineup that's the way it goes you can't i mean they might every now and then you might ask for a suggestion hey do you have to leave early do you have to catch transit do you you know something like that you people will make requests saying hey can i possibly go on early can i go on later I have to work late you know stuff like that some stuff like that is usually set in advance and we can work sh- we can work stuff out but but like someone saying oh i don't want to go on first again i went on first last time wah wah um i don't care because one i've been there um <laughs> i've been doing comedy now for 10 years or so and i was going on first like tons of times like for at least a good five years i would uh, be going on first on shows showcases open mics whatever they were and uh i never complained it's not like it wasn't my i mean it's not like if are you really going to be that much funnier like going third than you are first is it really going to make that big of a difference like i i don't think so i think I think comedians need to get over the fear of going on first or going on early or hosting. There's a lot of comedians that ha- they don't want to host. They don't want to host shows. Um, but really, uh, emceeing, hosting, whatever you want to call it, that's that's actually a good way to break into it. Um, and that's why I've been working on it. Uh, you gotta. That's. It's just, you got to pay your dues. That's what it is. You got to pay your dues in comedy, uh, just like with any other job, any other any other thing you're working on. Um, and complaining about, you know, where you are in a lineup isn't going to help you very much down the road. Because uh, with bookers, uh, with people who book shows, uh, word gets around about certain comedians. Uh, hey, should I book this guy? Uh, I, get asked how to wa- I get asked that from time to time, and I'm like, well... I mean, most of the time I say yes because <laughs> most of the most of the people I've booked, they've been great. But there's a few every now and then I'm like, ah, no, I don't think you should book this person. Probably not a good idea. And uh, vice versa, I'll ask other, other bookers, you know, if I should book someone and they'll tell me the same. Now, O'Malley's works more as, it's more of a an open mic, so I'm not really as strict with the booking, but if you're going to give me a hard time, I'm probably not going to invite you back. It's, it's, it's not worth, it's not worth my time to, uh, to do that. Anyway, that's my little rant on that. Um, so yeah, that was O'Malley's on Tuesday. The show ended up, we ended, we ended, uh, doing it until about 11 o'clock that night. 
and uh, but yeah, it. I mean, it, it was still fun. I, I think the comics still had a good time that hung around, so it was all good. Um, and then after O'Malley's, um, let's see what else happened. I uh, on Thursday I went to. Uh, a show in San Francisco with uh, Adam Pascal and Anthony Rapp. I went with my mom to that. Uh, they were performing uh, both performing a solo acts uh, from their career. Uh, Adam and Anthony uh, were in the original broadcast of Rent and original broadcast, original Broadway version of Rent. And so they were there. They were both performing uh, some solo songs uh, Adam went on first, and then Anthony went on, and then after that they performed some songs together, um, some of the some of the hits from uh, the musical Rent. Uh, it was celebrating 20 years of friendship between the two, and also the 20 year anniversary of Rent. Um, it was a good show. I I thought um, I thought it could have been a little longer. Uh, the show overall was only like an hour and 20 minutes, but. Uh, uh, they both have great voices. It was it was really like an intimate setting. Um, I had never been there um, <coughs> at the Hotel Nico in San Francisco. I had never been there. Um, and uh, yeah, Feinstein at the Nico's is what the actual performance venue part of it was named. Um, but yeah, it was a nice place. Um, and the performance was good, albeit I wish it was a little bit longer. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, Thursday night. Um, didn't actually, didn't get a chance to actually like, you know, meet Adam or Anthony after the shows. Like they took their bows and then they ran off stage. <laughs> um, somebody was yelling at Anthony, go Cubs. Cause you know, he's a, a big Cubs fan, but, uh, yeah, they, they didn't, they didn't stick around to talk or take photos or anything like that, but it, it makes sense sometimes, you know? Sometimes you're not always able to interact with the fans after a show. So, nothing wrong with that. Um, And then on Friday, I did a show in San Jose at a place called Freddie J's Bar Lounge. And uh, there was a Warriors game that night. There was a World Series game that night. And, uh, yeah, that one was... uh, (laughs) It was... uh, it was a tough night. I mean, in terms of crowd-wise, there was like one or two people maybe watching. Um, my material, I don't even know. I, it. I mean, it didn't feel feel good to me <laughs> coming out of my mouth. Like I was just like, uh, I just don't feel funny right now. I don't. I don't know what it is. It's just I felt kind of awkward performing for whatever reason. But. uh but yeah, that's just something I deal with. I'm not going to be like, oh man, it would have been so much better if we had more people in the audience, blah, blah, blah. I mean, everyone knows that anyway. It's not like I need to say it out loud. It's like, oh man, wouldn't have this show been better if we had like 20 people instead of two people in the audience? You think there's going to be one person that goes, nope, I always love a two-person audience. They're always the best. No, nobody says that. So it's not like me complaining is going to do anything good. Um... You just you just go with it. There's going to be good shows. There's going to be bad shows. There's going to be shows that are a hit and shows that aren't. And you just move on. Um, so, yeah, that was Friday at Freddie J's. Uh, 
So before uh, Freddie J started, because uh, we postponed the start of the show a little bit for that one too because of the Warriors game. Um, it was supposed to start at 8, but we ended up starting at 8.30. So uh, myself, uh, Chris Mitri, and Jeff Applebaum, we decided to walk over to the San Jose Improv, which is only a few blocks away. And uh, Russell Peters was performing at the San Jose Improv. And uh, we decided, oh, we're just going to walk over there, see if we can say hi or something, you know. And uh, so we walk over there, and then uh, Jeff Applebaum is, is like, uh, talking to the, the workers there at the improv. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, Russell's on stage right now. We're like, oh, okay, okay. And they and they weren't they weren't gonna let us in at all because uh, it was a packed house at the improv. So we weren't we weren't gonna be able to get in anyways to say hi if we even if we wanted to or even if we were allowed to. Um, but uh, so we were walking <laughs> as on our way back from walking uh, uh, down the street at the improv. Jeff saw oh. Do either of you know Photoshop? Maybe we could just take a photo and make it look like we met Russell Peters anyway and show the other guys when we get back to Freddie J's. <laughs> show PX and Dr. Scott Smith, who were at um, Freddie's, who were waiting for us at the sh- for that show. Um, and Chris Mitri's like, yeah, I got Photoshop like right on my phone. And we're like, what? Who has Photoshop on their phone? Anyway, so he takes we take this like selfie, the three of us, and... Uh, and we leave a little room for a, a Russell Peters uh, image. And then Chris Mitri is like working on it, photoshopping it all the way as we're walking back to Freddie J's. Uh, he picks out a photo, <laughs> inserts Russell Peters in there. Anyway, it looks decent. I mean, for a phone Photoshop picture. And uh, so I let Jeff and Chris do the talking when we get when we got back to Freddie J's. They're like, oh, my God, we met Russell Peters. Look at this! Check it out. So sick. You guys should have went. Uh, they check. They show the photo to Doctor Scott Smith, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, he seemed like he's totally in awe. He's like, oh my god, that's awesome! Wow, you guys met Doctor. S- you guys met Russell Peters. That's crazy. And then, uh, and then PX made a comment. It's like, wow, that looks that looks weird. It almost looks like he he's photoshopped in. And then we. Were, and then, like, Chris is like, he's like, what? What do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, but we had him going. Um, and then later, uh, Chris posted it to, like, Instagram and Facebook. And then uh, some people were liking it. Somebody was like, wow, congrats. You know, something like that. And then eventually, someone finally called him out and said, man, hor- horrible Photoshop skills. And then uh, Chris Mitri said something like, He's all, yeah, it looks like Jeff wasn't even there. <laughs> like, he, like he tried to turn it. It was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, that did not really happen. We did not meet Russell Peters. But we just wanted to try to convince uh, PX and Dr. Smith that we, or Dr. Scott, Dr. Smith. Why did I say Dr. Smith? It's Dr. Scott. Anyway, we tried to convince them that... Uh, we had met him, but we really didn't. So, anyway, yeah, that was Friday night in downtown St. Hope's Eye. And uh, so, on s- after that, uh, Saturday morning, um, I had to wake up early. Um, I did a 5K run in Redwood City um, called the October Run. 
um, I did that. It uh, goes to like uh, benefit uh, schools and education. Um, that's where the the ch- the charity is, I guess. That's what it supports. So I went to do that, and uh, that race. St- <coughs> excuse me. That race started around. Uh, I think it was like seven fifteen or something like that. Um, it was a five k. <coughs> Um, the course was interesting. Uh, you go along some streets. Uh, they block off like the shoulder of the streets, but there's like barely any room to run. It's like really narrow, and they could have made the course a little bit better. I thought. Um, we went over a little bridge at one point, and then after the bridge, it's like a patch of rocks that we have to run through. I was like, that's a good way to mess up your ankle. Um, doesn't seem right. Um, but uh. It was basically like you run to point A, and then once you get to point A, you run back from point A back to the finish line. So it wasn't like an actual, I don't want to say, it wasn't like an actual legit course where you're like going around. You're actually just running on the same path twice, and that's what made up the 5K, if that makes sense. Um, But anyway... (coughs) Uh, uh, I got my time for that, and uh, I ended up running it in like 31 minutes and 57 seconds, which it, it's okay. I mean, I was okay with it. I was kind of hoping to get like within 30 minutes, uh, which would have been like, you know, 10 minutes a mile, which I would have liked. But um, I was just like, okay, okay. Um, Sunday, I'm going to be doing another run, and I'll just try to do better on Sunday. On uh, Sunday morning, um, it was at Levi Stadium. It's uh, called the 49ers Rush. And uh, so I got there. I don't know when I got there. I got there around 7.30 or so probably. Um, the run started around 8.15. And uh, uh, Joy and her friend, uh, Lisa, were there. And... Uh, they got there like right before 8.15. I was just like, all right, I'll catch you guys later. Because um, I didn't know if they were planning on running the whole time or whatever, walking or whatever. You could do either one. Anyway, uh, I wanted to try to best my time. So that one started at 8.15. And then um, I pretty much ran the whole thing. Uh, there was one part with like s- stairs where we had to go up the stairs up up into the stadium because we actually like ran through it was like a tour of the stadium but we just ran it um so the only that was like the only part i didn't run because i knew if i ran up the stairs i probably would have fell down but uh but yeah other than that i ran and jogged the whole thing and i ended up getting a time of uh like 26 46 so i shaved like five minutes off the time i had saturday so i'm happy with that I was pleased with that. Like the guy, the guy who got first place in the 49er rush race, he, I want to say his time was like something ridiculous, like, you know, 17 minutes or maybe even 14 minutes or something like that. I don't even know how somebody does that. Like, how do you run a mile that fast? But whatever. Anyway, running, running three miles in 26 minutes or so for me, I thought that was pretty good. So I'm happy with it. Um, (coughs) 
So, uh, and yeah, I mean, like, a few years ago, I would have never even been running a race at all, let alone two races, uh, two days in a row. So, hey, I'm happy with that. And, uh, yeah, and the next, uh, I guess, race thing I'm going to be doing will be the turkey trot on Thanksgiving. I'll be running that one, too, see what happens there. Um... But yeah, so that was uh, pretty much the weekend. And then, yeah, and now uh, tomorrow we got the... Oh, uh, Sunday night, actually, I went to Rooster Tea Feathers. I went to uh, check out my buddy Grant Lyon, who uh, was in town performing at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale. I went there Sunday night and uh, decided to check out the show. I hadn't seen Grant in like maybe five years or so. So I went to check out the show. Um, it was a small crowd. Uh, I I mean, it seemed like a small crowd for Roosters. Um, it was still a good show, though. Uh, and uh, <coughs> I got to see all new material. I hadn't seen Grant perform before. And uh, he had actually asked me if I would be interested in doing a guest set. Because I guess I possibly could have had one. But my mind wasn't like in the I wasn't prepped mentally so to speak to perform so I passed but uh after watching the show that's when I was like oh man now I wish I could have done it like uh, I felt like doing comedy more after watching the show but uh but still it was it was a it was a great show um had fun watching it and yeah so that that was the weekend and um Let's see. So in the world of sports, we have the World Series going to Game 6 tomorrow. We will see what happens. Can Jake Arrieta keep the Chicago Cubs alive uh, for another day? Uh, They had Aroldis Chapman come in to the seventh inning in uh, Game 5 with a 3-2 lead, and it ended up working for the Cubs. But... uh, but yeah, we'll see if uh, the Cubs can keep it going to a Game 7. And then if so, it'll be on Kyle Hendricks' shoulder in Game 7 for the Chicago Cubs. Um, so be interesting to see what happens there. And uh, <coughs> let's see, the San Jose Sharks, uh, they have a 6-3 and three record now. And they're in second place in their division to the Edmonton Oilers of all teams. Uh, And uh, they play tomorrow as well, November 1st. They'll be playing against uh, the Arizona Coyotes. And then they play again on Thursday against the Calgary Flames. Um, I'm going to be going to that game along with Jeremy. So, um, yeah, this should be both good games there for them. And then... uh, Let's see, the Warriors, to be honest, I haven't really be, been paying too much attention to the Warriors so far this season. Um, I know they've won against Phoenix um, recently, <clears throat> and they beat the New Orleans Pelicans, but they lost their first game of the season against the Spurs, so I guess they're 2-1. and one. I don't know if I'm missing a game somewhere, but I think they're 2-1 and one so far. Um and then the 49ers had a bye week this week, and it was probably their best game of the season. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, 
So, yeah. Um, the San Jose State Spartans, the f- college football team I follow, they're now 3-6 and six on the season, so they're not going to be making any bowl appearance this year. Um, I mean, it's possible they could if they win three games in a row, um, and they're 6-6. Six and six. They might possibly still make a bowl, but I don't see it happening for San Jose State this year. Just doesn't seem likely. Um... So tomorrow, O'Malley's in Mountain View uh, will be doing a show at the conclusion conclusion of the World Series, and then uh, we also have a show. Let's see, Tuesday or not Tuesday, Wednesday. I have a show at the Caravan Lounge uh, in downtown San Jose. Uh, we're going to be celebrating Otto Walk Otto. Atu Walker's uh, birthday. Uh, so come out and check that out. Um, that'll be at 9 o'clock. And uh, again, that's the Caravan Lounge in San Jose. Um, anyway, uh, that is all for me. Uh, that will conclude this episode of the podcast. I uh, hope you all had a great Halloween. If you care about Halloween, um, I did not dress up this year. Um, so... If you didn't dress up, then whatever. I don't care. Um, so, yeah. Uh, welcome November. It's uh should be a good month. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on so far for November. So, pretty excited. Looking forward to this month. And I will catch you all again next week for another episode of Jokestrap. Until then, peace out.